This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Sunday, September 25th, 2022, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, here with a post-game podcast as the Jets lose to the Cincinnati Bengals 27-12 at MetLife Stadium this afternoon. They fall to 1-2 and two on the 2022 season. This is a game I do not think the box score does justice to, because if you look at the box score of this game, you're going to see that the Jets lost by two scores. You may think it was a competitive game. You may look at the numbers, Joe Flacco throwing for 275 yards. You may think, oh, the Jets were in this thing. It never felt to me like the Jets were in this game. Two weeks ago, the Jets lost their first game of the season to the Baltimore Ravens. And after that one, I commented on how even though on paper, you know, it looked like the Jets were kind of dominated. It felt like they were in the game. And that game came down to a couple of plays that went against the Jets. This game is the complete opposite. It felt like the Jets were dominated from the outset. On Friday's preview show, I commented on how important I thought the early part of the game would be because the Bengals were coming into this game really struggling. 0-2, two games out on paper they should have won. They should have beaten the Steelers with Mitchell Trubisky. They should have beaten the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. So it was a question of how this game was going to start for them, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Because if the Jets went out and got a stop early and got an early lead in this game, maybe some doubt starts to creep into the Bengals' mind. The crowd's into the game. Maybe the Jets can run away with it. On the other hand, if the Bengals go right down the field, they get the ball off the opening kickoff, go right down the field and score, it's probably going to be a sense of relief. For the first time all year, they're going to be able to play from ahead. They'll be able to think, okay, maybe we figured this thing out. Well, unfortunately for the Jets, the Bengals got the ball and went right down the field on 11 plays, uh, went right down for a touchdown. Awful defense by the Jets. Right from the outset, the Jets were completely dominated in the trenches in this game, and especially on third downs, a lot of key plays. Jets had a number of opportunities to get off the field on third down, and they just could not do it. And eventually, Joe Burrow kind of evaded pressure. One of the few times the Jets got pressure to him, On the first series, it really did not matter what the Jets did. Jets played zone, Jets played man, Jets rushed four, Jets blitzed on that first series. They just got manhandled up front. And life was kind of made easy for Joe Burrow and the Bengals were off. They took an early 7-0 lead and it was a lead they would never relinquish. Jets got the ball back on their first drive. They were moving and on a key play, Joe Flacco underthrows Brees Hall. It's one of those plays where, you know, there's blame to go around because Brees Hall could have caught it. It was technically a drop. It was a ball Brees Hall could have caught. It was also not a particularly great throw by Flacco. He underthrew him. Hall was open. It's one of those situations you just want your quarterback to loft the ball in the air and let the let the receiver run under it. Flacco forced Hall to turn. Now, again, still a ball Hall could have caught, though. But it forced the Jets to settle for a field goal. And then things started to get away from the Jets. The Bengals got the ball back. They're up 7-3. And the Jets get off the field. Jets actually get a defensive stop. And then John Franklin Myers makes... Just an inexplicable decision. He hits Joe Burrow late to extend the drive after the Jets get a defensive stop on a third down play. So it's a roughing the passer penalty, 15-yard penalty. Bengals drive extended. Then on another third down, uh, Burrow hits Tyler Boyd over the middle. Boyd beats Michael Carter the second. That's not the bad play. You know, a slot quarter can lose on a third down play. But Jordan Whitehead goes in and tries to make this big hit instead of making the short tackle and completely whiffs on the tackle. Kind of takes Carter out of the play, and Boyd scampers off to the end zone, 14-3. to And really, that's kind of it. I mean, the Jets did get another field goal to make it 14-6. to Then Joe Flacco throws an interception. The Bengals convert that into a field goal. They get another one before the half. 
At halftime, the score is 20 to 9, and it, but it really feels like more than that. It feels like more than an 11-point game at halftime. The Jets come out in the second half, and this was really the point where it felt like, to me, the game ended. Joe, uh, Joe Flacco takes a, takes a sack, is stripped. Uh, George Fant gets beaten. It was the second sack Fant allowed on the day. Uh, the Bengals recovered the, the fumble. They scored a touchdown a few plays later to make the score 27 to 9. Even though the Jets kicked the field goal, they, they got it back to two scores. They actually were driving in the fourth quarter down 27 to 12. It just never felt to me like they were in the game. And the the series the drive eventually ended. The Jets were stopped on a fourth down play as Connor McDermott, who was in for Fant, was beaten for easily for a sack. Corey Davis took a bad penalty on that drive to put the Jets behind the sticks. And from that point on, the Bengals got the ball back with 10 minutes to go. And they ran a they essentially ran a 13-play drive. And 11 of the plays were runs. So the Jets allowed them to essentially run eight minutes off the clock, even though it ended in a missed field goal, which essentially ended the game because it was a 15-point game with 10 minutes left. And the Bengals went on this time-consuming eight-play drive where they just kept giving the ball to Samaje Pirine and they kept moving the chains. Just an in, uh, just a horrific loss for the New York Jets. And as we continue on this Sunday post-cap show, we're going to talk about what went wrong. And it was an awful lot. Nobody can be particularly happy, except maybe the kicker with their performance. We'll talk about who really stood out, though, as got players who cost the Jets this game. That's as we continue on this Sunday post-cap. The Jets did not come out with a lot of energy in this game. It was a pretty lifeless performance. We can't do much for them, but if you want more energy energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, I want to tell you about Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testophen. It will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym. It'll help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text NFL 231231. Again, that's text NFL 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com terms. Well, if you're a daily fantasy player, you may be actually kind of Pleased with the way the Jets performed because of all the garbage time Joe Flacco threw for more than 270 yards. And if you are a daily fantasy player, I want to tell you about prize picks. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any, any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport you want. So if you're kind of bummed about the Jets losing and you don't want to watch any more NFL today, you can turn to baseball. You could turn to golf, college football around the corner, college basketball will be in play. Um, there's esports, and yes, there's even disc golf along with all these other sports. Entries can be made in less than 60 seconds. It's that easy. It has safe and fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So if you deposit $50, PrizePix gives you $50. If you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. 
This is the Locked On Jets, a postcast after the Jets lose to the Bengals today at MetLife Stadium 27-12. An ugly performance, a performance where the Jets did nothing to build on the good feelings of last week's miracle victory, and they fall to 1-2 and two on the season. Greg Zerline was 4-4 four for four on field goals. He provided the Jets with their only points of the game. There are a couple of guys on both sides of the ball who maybe could be happy with their performance, but overall... It was an ugly performance on both the offense and defense. You know, the offense is at least somehow somewhat explainable because Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco at this point. The Jets kind of lucked into a situation last week where he got hot the last two minutes. Prior to that point, he'd been kind of shaky in the game. He'd been very up and down. Baltimore week one, it was an ugly performance, but we know Joe Flacco is limited at this stage of his career. I mean, this game for Joe Flacco was essentially divided into two parts. The first half where, once again, he just did not want to throw into tight windows. And unfortunately for the Jets, they lost Garrett Wilson for a a portion of the first half. And once Garrett Wilson leaves, you're not going to get any open windows down the field. So Flacco was just checking the ball down in the first half. Then in the second half, when he knew they had to make plays, I mean, he was just kind of throwing the ball up for grabs. And that's where Flacco was at this point. But Flacco wasn't the only problem on offense. The tackles were an issue, especially George Fant. And I think it's clear George Fant was playing hurt. He got beaten for a couple of sacks against... Uh, Cincinnati edge rushers, he committed a penalty. He actually left the game after Hendrickson beat him for a strip sack. I don't think that's the reason George Fant... I don't think that's the number one reason George Fant's struggling, though. I just think George Fant is regressing. And then once Connor McDermott goes in there... I mean, Connor McDermott can't block anybody. Injured Fant is better than Connor McDermott. It's It was ugly. And McDermott really is a player you just can't leave one-on-one at the tackle position with any decent edge rusher. And beyond that, I think... The, you know, I, I did not really zero in on any specific linemen, but the Jets' offensive linemen were just not good in this game. I mean, they were having issues blocking. They were having issues generating a push. The run game struggled, aside from maybe one big Brees Hall run. I think Hall and Michael Carter both had issues getting anything going. Flacco was under constant duress, which is not a recipe for success. And even at the receiver position, I mean, you had some issues. You had Elijah Moore on some key downs, not getting open. Corey Davis, as I mentioned, committed a key penalty. Wilson did not look like himself in the second half after he you know, left the game at the end of the first half with an injury. You know, we'll see what the injury report is on him. But you can at least understand why the offense is struggling. And you can begin with the fact that they're now down three tackles with Fant leaving because he already lost Mekhi Becton and Dwayne Brown. So now you're playing a guy who's really your fifth string tackle in Connor McDermott at the left tackle position. I don't think there are many teams that are built to lose three tackles, and there are not many teams built to lose their starting quarterback. Now, yeah, Joe Flacco is not an inspiring option, and the Jets could have done better this offseason, but I can at least explain why the offense is bad. The defense has no such excuses, and it happened from the very beginning. The Jets allowed a couple quick touchdowns that put them behind. And beyond that, they had that awful drive when, you know, I, again, I never felt like the Jets were in striking distance, but they still were down two scores with 10 minutes left. And they knew the Bengals were going to run the ball. The Bengals ran the ball right right at them and took eight minutes off the clock. There was nothing redeeming about this performance on defense. They got pushed around. They were not generating pressure at all. Uh, and then when the, game was, you know, when the game was still kind of up in the air, they allowed the Bengals to just have a physical drive where they ran the ball at will. And it's really difficult to say you know, wh- what the fix is. The defensive line is supposed to be the strength. Now, the corners, you know, the corners got beaten a couple times, but I don't think this was an awful game for the corners. You were expecting these. The Bengals have very talented receivers. You were expecting Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to beat them at points. But the Jets, again, had another, on that touchdown that where they 
where they went up three scores in the second half, they had a coverage bust in the red zone once again. This is the fourth touchdown the Jets have allowed a coverage bust on in three weeks where nobody covered Jamar Chase. So even th- even then you have issues in the back of the defense. You had LaMarcus Joyner committing, just taking a cheap shot, uh, committing a personal foul penalty on a helmet-to-helmet hit. I mean, it was just a cheap shot. Jordan Whitehead whiffing. But more than anything, I mean, I think we know the issues at the safety position right now. The Jets have did a horrible job getting to Joe Burrow. Even when they even the instances where they were collapsing the pocket, even when they were generating pressure, nobody was finishing on the sacks. This defensive line is supposed to be a strength. And unlike the offensive side of the ball, at least on the offense, you could say there are injuries. Maybe things will get better if guys get healthy later in the year. The defensive line's underperforming, and this is the second straight week where the Jets' defense played horribly. So, you know, I said it last week after the comeback win that the miracle kind of obscured how bad the defense was. Well, there was no miracle to obscure it this week. You have to be concerned with both sides of the ball, but especially this defense, because the defense is not having the same level of injuries at key spots as the offense is, and I don't know what the solution is. You know, they need to start getting better performances, and we'll talk about that ahead this week on the Locked On Jets podcast. Again, this is a daily podcast that covers the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, we'll have a fuller game recap. We will break down what happened in more detail, but that's all for right now. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day is our motto. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it where you're watching or listening. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please, please give this episode a big thumbs up. Have a great Sunday night, everybody. Again, we'll be back tomorrow with a full game recap as the Bengals defeat the New York Jets at the Meadowlands 27-12 to here in week three.